tonight is um, our healing meeting, and so uh, we're doing this meeting a little bit differently this this month, as many of you know, that we um, we sent out a request to people who have questions regarding regarding healing, and my experience is um, that I frequently get questions about healing. People come up to me before and after services and what about this situation? What about me? What about this other person I'm trying to get healed? And, and, uh, and so uh, questions abound <laughs> concerning healing even amongst us who probably have a better understanding than, than most because just because we talk about it a lot. And how many know whenever you talk about it, about something, you get that something. And, and it's one of the reasons we see God on display on just a regular basis uh, in, in healing. Uh, it's because he, he honors his word. Amen? Amen. And, uh, and so I want to take uh, a few moments tonight and, and we'll definitely pray for and minister to the sick. And if you've come needing healing in your body, get ready. All right? Just let your heart be stirred the whole time. The whole time we're talking. And, uh, and if, that, if that problem is still there when we get to that point, then you can come forward and we'll lay hands on you and, and, and minister God's healing power to you, all right? When I say if it's still there, well, because it's very common for people to get healed in the meeting without anybody praying or touching or, or doing anything like that. Some of you might, might even notice already uh, that, that things have changed. Why? It, 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 sometimes just in the presence of God, the devil does not have a chance, I mean, he is a wimp, and when God shows up in his mighty power, the devil gets scared. You would too if you were him. <laughs> we feel strengthened. We get stronger. He gets scared. Amen. Just like the scripture says, you know, submit yourself therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I was always told that word flee means to run from as in terror. Amen. If we only knew, <laughs> if we only knew how one day we're going to look at Satan in all his non-glory and we're going to say, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is the dude that caused nations to tremble? This is the dude right here? Oh, Lord. <laughs> and he'll say, what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a perspective here today of God's glory. And so some of the questions that have come in, I'll try to, uh, try to deal with these appropriately because some of them are like really long questions and, and, uh, and that's not always fitting for a, a service like this. So I'm going to try to take the appropriate parts out of them, the actual questions, and, and, and begin to look at some things here tonight. Um, one person said, uh, how come sometimes people are unable to receive healing? Well... Um, Cliff, <laughs> well, uh, when, when you talk about that, that's a pretty open-ended question there. And um, uh, when we are, when you talk about a person not being able, understand this first of all that that the premise of all healing is this: that it is already completely finished in Jesus. When we are talking about healing today, it is not 
an issue of God deciding to heal or deciding not to heal. Okay, And I know most Christians think that it is, and that's one of the greatest hindrances right there. We think somehow whether we are healed or not is up to God. And it is absolutely not at all up to God whether you and I walk in healing and receive healing for ourselves nor anybody else. All right? See, I don't understand that. I have a series called Healed. You should get that. You should listen to that. All right? I'll say some things here tonight, but I can't go into detail and, and, and give all the uh, scriptural foundation, but it basically goes to Jesus on the cross. The Bible teaches us in multiple places that he took our sickness and disease at the cross the same time he took our sin. All right? Just like the Lord Jesus doesn't have to do anything else for our sin because it's forgiven, our sin is forgiven in Christ, uh, likewise our sickness and disease is already dealt with. Okay? Now if I'm approaching healing as if I'm trying to get God to do it, well then I've already missed... This, the whole uh, scenario here, the proper perspective of what God has already done. Everybody with me now? So you're saying that it's all on our side. Yes, however, if we, the goal is not to focus on self, that's one of the areas people miss it in too, is they start analyzing their faith. And they say, is my faith big enough, small enough, strong enough, weak enough? And all that does is serve to make them self-conscious of failure or success. I'm good enough, I'm not good enough. Or sometimes, uh, you know, am I living right enough? Am I, do I have sin in my life? All that focuses on me. And when I am walking in God's best and His healing power, my focus is on Him. When I see Jesus in His resurrected form then sickness doesn't stand a chance in me. When I see me, I see lack. I see, uh, I know my areas of weakness or faults. I analyze my faith. That's not how you have strong faith. Strong faith is shown when we're looking at Him, not when we're looking at us. Okay? And so you see, some of this is, is really, really simple. But why do some people have a hard time receiving healing? A lot of it is founded in the basics of this. They don't understand God's healing plan. They have a lack of knowledge when it comes to healing. Many, many people think that their sickness is actually God's will, that He did it to them, that He's punishing them, that any myriad of things. But if you think that your sickness is from God, that He is putting it there for a reason, there is no chance on God's green earth that you're going to get healed. Oh, me. All right. Now, to, with some, they just don't know how God's healing power works. They don't understand how to get it from there to here. When I say from there, I mean from the realm of the spirit into the realm of the natural. All right. And, and that understanding is, is, a, is, a, is of great value. Sometimes it's just good old-fashioned garden variety, doubt and unbelief. All right. And sometimes people, unfortunately, will take that as an offense to themselves. You saying there's something wrong with my faith? Well, listen, doubt, meaning wavering, meaning going back and forth, is a real thing that we have to overcome. It's the reason why when Peter walked on the water, that after a short bit, he started to sink. 
He simply doubted. What does that mean? That he was a bad person? That the Lord didn't love him anymore? That God changed his mind about him walking on water? No. But the real component there is, the Bible says he began to see the wind boisterous, and he got his eyes on the circumstances and off of Jesus, so he began to sink. All right? Does that play out in our lives? Absolutely. If we stop looking at him and start looking at our circumstance and our feelings and our flesh and the pain or whatever it is or a report, then we start to sink that very moment. What do we do? Get our eyes back on him. Okay? And some of the things that I'm sharing, you might think, yeah, it's like I knew that. (laughs) And I think that's really true. That so much of this we know, but in the midst of a trial or a challenge, the fog is there, and all of a sudden we don't realize what we know, and we think, man, I just don't, I just don't understand. Yeah, we do. We understand, but we get clouded when we spend too much time reading magazines and books and, wa- and surfing the Internet and watching TV, and we get so clouded with all the things of the world that the things of God seem less real. What we know is faded in our lives. But we can stay sharp. We can stay focused. If we will stay focused, we'll see God's power manifest like never before. And it'll be almost like this is the easiest thing in the world. Man, this is not hard at all. What was I fussing over? And so, you know, sometimes it's uh, people struggle with this because of misguided faith. In other words, they do believe. They just believe wrong. Let me show you an example. I know I'm still on the first question, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot of these questions really kind of go hand in hand. Uh, but look at Mark chapter 11. This is something I've taught frequently, but uh, I believe it's of great value. And it helps us tremendously to receive what the Lord has for us. Mark chapter 11. I won't go through the whole passage, but I'll, uh, I'll point out uh, one part in verse 24. It says, Therefore, Jesus speaking here, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray... Believe in God and you will have them. Is that what it said? Um, Have faith in the Lord and you will have them. Is that what it said? Okay, Uh, let's see. Let me read that better. When when things you ask when you pray, believe that God's going to do it and then you'll have it. Huh? Now, those are things people frequently will say, oh, yeah, I believe God's going to do it. Or I have faith in the Lord. Or I believe in God. And they'll say a lot of these things. And and there's nothing wrong with believing those things, but that just doesn't get an answer. You see, the Lord was specific in His teaching so that we could be very specific in our faith. And the Lord said here, you see it, He said, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Or as some translations say, like the NIV, believe that you have received them and you will have them. And so when I, when I say some people have, have trouble with this and they struggle with this because of misguided faith, is they are believing, but they're not believing that they have received. Say, so, well, I believe that by His stripes we are healed. Great. I believe that too. But I think sometimes people stop there and they leave it out in theory land. They believe theologically 
positionally that by his stripes we are healed. But do you believe that you receive that healing? Come on now. That's a transition all of us have to make. You cannot talk me out of the fact that by his stripes I was healed. But there have been times when I didn't believe that I received at the moment. I knew it was there. You couldn't convince me that, that God had changed his mind or pulled back redemption. But as far as I was concerned, I had to believe that I received. Not even just believe that God gave. That's important. There is the giving side and there is the receiving side. I must have my, a proper perspective of God and what He has done, but then it comes down to me. What do I believe that I receive from the Lord? Do you see how that's a lot different than, well, well, I have faith. Or, well, you know, I believe in God. Or even, I have faith in healing. Okay, there's nothing wrong with those statements, but they might be misguided. I believe in healing. What? That it happens? That some people get it? You know, that if we're lucky, it might happen tonight? <laughs> or do I believe that it has already been given to me by God through the Lord Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and now I believe that I receive it, and therefore I have it, and I am healed. Now, don't go into, if you've been trained along these lines, some people go into modes where they say the right thing, but it's not a reality. Well, I believe by his stripes I, I, I am healed. Okay, I believe that too. But if you really believe that you have it, you'll, you'll act like it. If, I mean, don't kid yourself. If you say, okay, I see, I'm not convinced about that. At least we're, being in, we're living in real land here, in real life, and we can say, okay, I see where I'm at now. Now I'm not confused and wondering why it's not working. I see where I'm at, and I just need to adjust my believer and get my focus right until I can say, okay, now I believe I've got it. And even if I don't see it, that doesn't change it. If I don't see it, that doesn't change. I believe I've got it, so I'm going to act healed, live healed. I'm going to make plans for tomorrow as if I didn't have it. I mean, not, not to get it, but because you have it. I think sometimes people just make it too complicated. They just make it too complicated. I do not believe the, that, that God intended for healing to be difficult for us. I mean... We're his kids. I mean, he loves us. He paid the, the ultimate price, and he made a way. And I think we, I'm, say, I'm saying me, you, we get up in our brains sometime, and we make this thing, man, it's hard. There's got to be a secret to unlock this. There's just something else I need to, it's really simple. We've got to start thinking in absolutes. That it's not a matter of relativity. Well, if this, and if this, and if this. No, if this, missed this. It's, Jesus did it. He provided it. And now I take it. Amen. Period. Amen. Not maybe. Not it might be. It's too late for that. No discussion. It's just done. 
I was talking with uh, Jim the other day, Jim Hockaday, who just ministered for us. And uh, we were talking about some of these things. He, t- he told me the story that just happened of this lady who was terminal. Uh, I guess she was uh, within a couple weeks they had given her. So she was, it was a cancer deal. And she was, I guess they were pumping all kinds of stuff into her and I don't know, morphine or something like that. But anyway, in the middle of this and uh, middle of the situation, she was at home and, and, uh, and she was, she started seeing angels. And uh, her dad, her uh, husband was coming in the room one day and standing there and she said, like, look out, there's an angel right there. <laughs> like you're standing right, she, he said, you're telling me there's an angel right here, right now? And she, yeah, I've been talking to him. He said, well, ask him why you're not healed. <laughs> so she did. She said, why am I not healed? And the angel said, but you're already healed. She told her husband that. He said, but, he said, but I'm already healed. And her husband thought and said, well, ask him why it's taking so long. And the angel said, you're making this way too difficult. He said, healing is very easy. Man, is that a, a perspective that we ought to have? That's a proper perspective. We know, and I could preach it, God can do anything, and we'd shout and run. All things are possible with God. And we could shout and run and dance and, yeah, that's right. But when it comes to our lives, we make it, oh, yeah, but that's, I know God, God can. But what good does it do for us to believe that he's almighty and powerful? God can do anything if it doesn't affect us. If all we do is shout about it and say amen, it's got to be a reality in us. Amen. Well, let's find another question. (laughs) Well, this person said, when Jesus healed, there was no waiting for it to come. It was done right then and there. Well, uh, that's a belief by many, but that's not actually true. Okay? We have many accounts of when Jesus ministered, of people being healed right then and there. But we also have accounts of people who were healed as they went. In other words, while they were standing before him, the healing wasn't completely seen. But they, they began one place, they says they began to amend from that hour. All right, in other words, I don't mean it took a month, but it wasn't completely accomplished right there. And uh, another, another thing to, to be aware of is that even in Jesus' ministry, see, he ministered just like we do. Same, same deal. Same spirit. He ministered to people just like we do. And many of you know this, but in Mark chapter 6, he went to his hometown. Let's just look at that real quick. You're, you're there close. See, if we think, if we have this idea that, well, when Jesus ministered, it was totally different than the way it is today, that hinders our faith. It really does. And it's like, things aren't working, but they always work for Jesus. Newsflash, they didn't always work for Jesus. They, they didn't. 
And, 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 and again, uh, this is important for us to see. Um, let's just begin in verse 1. Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And, and what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Okay, now where is he at? He's in his own country. First one, his own country. This is where he came from. So guess what? They knew him. They knew him growing up from, a, from childhood. They knew him as a man, as a carpenter's son. They, they knew him as a man. They did not know him as an anointed, child, an anointed man of God, let alone the son of God. But he was operating as the son of man anointed. They didn't know his call. They didn't know he was the Christ. Okay? Verse 3, they said, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. This is a good way to shut down the power of God to your life. Do you know how? Get offended. Oh, bless God, but you don't know what they said what they did. Fine, think whatever you want. Be angry all day long, but you're the one on the outside. You're the one that's shutting off God's power to your life. And that's a choice we all make. But why, why um, was this happening here? It is because they saw him naturally only. Look what happened. Let's get the whole context. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could there... He could do no mighty work there except that he laid, a, he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. So this is a really interesting situation, how they saw him completely naturally. They saw the natural side of him. That shut him down. Would that affect us today? Could some people not be healed today because they only see someone who is ministering to them from an outward natural perspective. Absolutely. That's one way to shut down the power of God. I just don't understand why so-and-so didn't get healed. Well, could have been this deal right here. They could have been so carnally and fleshly minded that they only saw people after the flesh. And they didn't see the anointing, the call of God, what he was able to do. But notice again, he could there, he could... He, there could do no mighty work. How, how, did, how did he know he couldn't do any big, like, real good healings there? You know, he could just, got a couple headaches healed and, you know, just a few minor ailments is what, what happened there. But big ailments, bigger problems, he couldn't do. How, how did he know he couldn't do? I'll tell you how he knew. Because he laid hands on them. Because he ministered to him and nothing happened. You say, no, not Jesus. Yes, Jesus. And he didn't walk away saying, Father, what are you up to here? What's going on? How come you're not doing stuff here like you normally do? He didn't look at himself and say, sheesh, I guess my faith just isn't very good. I just don't have very strong faith because, man, otherwise I'd be able to get all these people healed. He knew what, what the deal was. 
he said he marveled at their unbelief. So this shows us that an individual's unbelief can stop the power of God from going. Yeah. So I want real answers. This is Bible an- these are Bible answers right here. It shows us why some things sometimes don't work. But notice this as well. Okay? Jesus tried anyway. In other words, he didn't go into there thinking, oh, no, they're calling me, you know, maybe some nickname from when they knew him growing up. <laughs> uh, here they go, man, this is not good. He went in there knowing his authority, knowing the anointing on his life, and said, let's get this thing done. So that when he was done, he was like, man, <laughs> this is some serious unbelief here. But what do we do? Do we get so concerned about what's in somebody else? No, we try to bring them up as best we can, and we try to get healing into people the best we can. But if someone refuses to believe, if they take offense and they get all carnal, just don't take it personally. That is what hinders things, but keep on helping people. Keep on ministering to people. Amen. And I could show you a number of these situations through Scripture. You ought to take my healing classes sometime if you haven't. And uh, we go through a lot of these things to show what to do and how to help people. But know that Jesus had some of these same issues in his ministry. You keep pressing on. You keep declaring what's right and true. And you minister the power of God. Because it is not difficult. It's simple. Amen. Well, that's one email. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Where, where should I? Here's one. Uh, and th- this was kind of reiterated a couple times. But this person ma- makes mention of staying strong and being firm. Now listen to the language. When you have prayed for healing but the manifestation has not yet occurred. Okay. And then another, uh, another email was, let's see here. It, it had to do with someone making mention of, of, of people waiting for the manifestation of their healing. I think this is a great error in our thinking when we separate healing from manifestation because we many of us have learned that and maybe you're just learning this tonight that's okay it doesn't take long to get this stuff really just like that you can have it and be healed okay but many of us have learned that we're not waiting on God to heal us so what they do is they change their verbiage They change their language, and they say, no, God has done his part. Now I'm just waiting on the manifestation. That's the same thing. It's a different way of putting it, but it is still embalmed in unbelief. Okay? We've still put it to where we are waiting for something to happen to us. Maybe we even think that we're waiting on God to bring the manifestation Not the healing, though, because he already did that. But we're waiting on the manifestation. No, we don't wait on manifestation. 
okay? Let's marry these things back together, and let's call healing manifestation. Come on now. Keep it in the same sentence, in the same belief. Therefore, you, then, then you don't have to wait for it. Then you're not giving yourself permission to say, I believe that I receive, but I'm waiting on the manifestation, because I know those who have waited for decades for the manifestation. Okay, let's stop that, because that's not God's will. Not for a second. Not for a second did God intend any of us to pray, believe, and then stand the rest of our life with nothing happening. That is not right. That is not what the Lord intended. This healing, that he, when we have these things together, and I'm just calling my manifestation healing, I believe Jesus took stripes upon his back that I could be healed, but not just in the Spirit. In my body. That's where I want healing. I know everything begins from the inside, and we believe from the inside. It's an inside-out type of thing, okay? But I believe I receive healing in my flesh. My believer is the heart. I know that. With, my, with the heart, man believes. But I believe that I've got it in my body. This will cause us to be able now, from the very moment we give the command of faith, or the very moment we lay hands on the sick, healing happens then. And that's pretty easy. Not maybe. Not it might. No, it just happens. And I know the thinking. Well, but what about... <laughs> There are no yeah, but what abouts? Except what God has said. When you're convinced of that, there's no more yeah, buts. <laughs> but if it still hurts. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go there with you. Because it... You could ask me, have you ever had something and you took your stand of faith and you still felt it? Yes. Yes. But I believe that I received. received. Not gonna, it's not going to happen. I'm believing God's going to do it. No, God's not going to do it. God already did it. I'm believing my manifestation is coming. No, I'm not. I'm not putting anything into the future. I believe that I have it in my body. That my body is well. Therefore, because it's well, it's changing. It's changing. It's ch Why is it changing? Because it's healed. Not because it's waiting to get healed. Because it is. And that's simple. I don't know if that does it for you. That really helps me to keep this, keep this real simple. I believe that I've got it. Therefore, it's well. And if it still hurts, what is, it, what is that? Hurt is nothing. We're talking about the power of Almighty God. I've got it. Therefore, it's changing. Not going to start tomorrow. Not I'm going to bed hoping that when I wake up, it's all going to be gone. No, right now, it is already leaving my body. Quickly. It's going. 
It's going. In fact, I just think I'm going to get up. Why? Because I've got it. Because it's done. Amen.